Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're continuing to look at the um, parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And quite often, you know, you'll see a parable in the gospel. Then there will be another a teaching, another quote, another statement by Jesus, another account of something that happened. And so that's where we are today. We just finished Luke 17, I mean 16. And let's just press on through Luke 17 a little bit <clears throat> because there's a parable that comes up down, I think, in verse uh, 7. <clears throat> but I want us to look at the first four verses today <clears throat> just to give heed to what Jesus says. So this is Luke 17. Verse 1, Jesus said to his disciples, <clears throat> so now the Lord's speaking, right? Here's what he's saying to the disciples, the learners. He says this, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him through whom they come. So just think for a moment here what Jesus is saying. He said, there's going to be stumbling blocks <clears throat> that come. They are inevitable is the way that he put it. So since this is true, why would we ever be surprised at a stumbling block that came our way? And people will go, well, yeah, but what's a stumbling block? Well, but woe to him through whom they come. So a stumbling block is something that gets in the way, a block that causes you to stumble. If you've ever stumbled over a child's block on the living room floor or <clears throat> a Lego, boy, that'll send you off on the edge, right? <laughs> something like that. A stumbling block is something that causes you to stumble in the way that you are walking. <clears throat> but then the Lord gives us a little more insight. He says, woe to him through whom they come. There is a him through whom stumbling blocks come. Now, we interpret that in the, within the spirit realm, knowing that, that we are tempted and there are stumbling blocks that come, yes, and woe to them, yes. <clears throat> but in the natural realm in which we um, corporeally exist, there are going to be stumbling blocks. There are going to be people that cause us to stumble. And woe to them that do that. Now, the idea behind this is, and we say this in the balance of the verses we're going to read here in a moment, is that this is someone who's doing this in, with some intentionality, that's trying to cause stumbling. If it's something that happens accidentally <clears throat> and they didn't mean to, and they ask for forgiveness, then you forgive me, you press on, right? But look what Jesus says, verse 2. It would be better for him the one that's causing the stumbling, if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, then he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. And when you look at the other uh, Gospels, <clears throat> you see that one of the contexts of this is that he's speaking about uh, the little children. Okay, You don't want to cause the little ones to stumble, whether it be little children or whether it be the younger ones in the faith. You do not want to cause them to stumble. You don't want to teach things. You don't want to act in a way that will cause them to stumble in any way. He says, as a matter of fact, it would be better <clears throat> if you just threw a millstone around their neck and threw them in the sea. That's, that's pretty uh, intense right there. So what does Jesus mean from all this? Well, verse 3, he tells us, be on your guard. Well, there we go. He's telling them to be on guard about something. Be on guard. Well, be on guard about what? Well, let's read verse 3 and 4 and we'll see. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, 
forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. So what's being said here in these four verses, in this one little thought that Jesus put together there, he's telling us to be on our guard and to beware that stumbling blocks are coming. Well, what do you think the stumbling block is that he's pointing to right here? Because suddenly he starts talking about, hey, if your brother is in sin, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. I think he's speaking of the stumbling block of unforgiveness. Okay, Because sometimes somebody will do something against us and they repent and we refuse to forgive him. That's the reason Jesus makes a big deal about this. He says, if he sins against you seven times a day, but he comes to you seven times and saying, I repent, then forgive him. Don't get caught up in the stumbling block of unforgiveness. If someone repents, and I'm talking about truly repenting, then forgive him. Now, a lot of times people will get caught up in this, yeah, buts and the water bows. You know, what if somebody uh, <clears throat> steals from me, okay? And they've stolen from me seven times that day, and they ask that I re- forgive them and they repent. Then you forgive them. Does that mean that you don't lock up the cash drawer? <laughs> no. You walk in wisdom. <coughs> because, excuse me. Because you're actually trying to uh, help them to keep from sinning. But Jesus is telling us to be on guard. Be on guard. Be on guard and forgive one another. Be on guard and repent. Be on guard lest any of these things become a stumbling block to us. This is a biggie, folks, because so much uh, of the professing body of Christ walks in unforgiveness. They walk in unforgiveness. They live in and unforgiveness. A lot of the professing body of Christ really and truly have not repented unto salvation. You know, they're religious. They might even be good people. They may do this. They may do that. But you know what? They're tr- not truly saved. And so we have a responsibility. It says right here, if your brother sins, rebuke him. If a brother is walking in the sin of unbelief, and if he's walking in the sin of of religiosity and thinking that he's right before God and he's not, then we are called, and the word is rebuke. We are called to rebuke him. Uh, The word literally means to uh, to censure somebody. It also means to honor somebody. But the idea is to to admonish them and to uh, give them uh, the due measure that is due what they're doing. And so sometimes we get a little milk toasty about these kind of things. We think, well, you know, it's not my role. It's not my responsibility. Uh Uh-uh. Jesus is telling us point blank, be on your guard. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Okay? And if he does it seven times a day and he comes to you and says, hey, I'm sorry, I repent over this, then you forgive him. Otherwise, if you're not careful, then you will trip upon the stumbling block of self-righteousness, of unforgiveness, of arrogance, of pride, of hubris, all that kind of stuff, that those who are true believers do not walk in. Well, again, that's Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. Read it. Take it before the Lord and see what he shows you. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.